0: Welcome to Earl Stewart on Cars with Earl and Nancy Stewart, Stu Stewart, and Rick Kearney. Reach them with your questions at 877 960 9960.
1: And now, here's Earl Stewart. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to our regular listeners. I think we've got a pretty good crowd out there. And welcome to our new listeners. This is Earl Stewart on Cars. It's a uh, how to do it show how to survive when you're buying or leasing maintaining and repairing your car and we've been doing this to one extent or another started out with a half hour show about 15 years ago and we've evolved into a two-hour show and we've also evolved into a group of uh uh, folks here in the studio i've got rick kearney our auto technical guy i've got nancy stewart my co-host i've got Stu stewart who, who is my son Stu is our cyber guy communication guy and uh we really feel like we've grown and gotten better, and I know our audience has grown. And as I say to our new folks, this is the true oldie channel, but uh, we're not going to sing to you. We're going to talk to you. Hopefully, you'll talk to us. Uh, arguably, the most important part of the show, I really think it's not arguably, it's true. Your calls, your text, your posts, because we're streaming, we're streaming live. Uh, YouTube, uh, Periscope, Facebook. And we're out there in cyberspace all over the world, literally. So you can catch us anywhere, stream us, listen to us on the radio. You can call us the old-fashioned way at 877-960-9960. And uh, there are a lot of folks that like to call. It's kind of cool. The calls are good. Uh, sometimes people are a little bit timid. And so then we ask them to text us because you don't want to have to maybe identify yourself. And you can text us at area code 772. 772- Four nine seven six five three zero. So you can call us, you can text us, and I say we're on Facebook. Facebook.com forward slash Earl on Cars. Facebook.com forward slash Earl on Cars. Uh, we are, as I say, also on YouTube. So if you're a YouTube Periscope uh, Twitter person, forgot to mention Twitter, we're all over cyberspace. I'd love to hear from you. 877-960-9960. One of the most exciting parts of this show is our mystery shopping report. And we always, um, I think, surprise people when they hear about that because it's a little risky. We actually visit a car dealership somewhere in South Florida, and we've gone, oh gosh, we've all gone all the way up to, I think, Pensacola, and we've been south as far as Miami. Uh, We've been to the West Coast, I think.
2: I think so. Yeah. Yes, we went to uh, Coral. Wait, the, the Kia store, the big Kia store. That's out right. There. That's right. Cape so, Coral.
1: so no car dealer in Florida is really safe, and we visit them every weekend. We've been doing this for years. So, we uh, what's that? Fifty-two a year. Uh, we will be visiting you, Mr. Car Dealer. If we haven't seen you, we'll be in and on your door. <laughs> uh, it's it's kind of cool because we name names. We name salespeople and managers, the dealerships, of course. And our undercover agent goes in. We use different people. We have favorites. Uh, We use uh, pseudonyms. Uh, Agent Thunder is our current uh, undercover agent. And uh, he's very good, very good. Pretends to buy or lease a car. We have to do some pretending to service a car, too. We need to go in there with... uh, maybe something like a fuse disconnected, you know, and see if they want to charge you $2,000 to replace your fuse. We haven't done that in a while, but we'll do that. And then we tell it like it is. We have dealers that do a good job, and we have dealers that don't do such a good job, and we maintain a list. Good dealer list, we got a list. Actually, we have more dealers on our good dealer list than we have on our bad dealer list. With that said, I have to explain that we grade on the curve. And... You know what that is. Uh, we don't use an absolute system. If we used an absolute system and A, B, C, D, F grades, we wouldn't have any car dealers at all. Because all the car dealers, unfortunately, charge hidden fees. Sad to say, uh it's become almost accepted. Well, I guess it has been accepted, uh the Florida government has accepted dealer fees and they allow car dealers in Florida to charge anything they want. It's hidden profit, additional profit, but the state of Florida says that's okay as long as you disclose it. But to disclose is a loaded word, you know. How many papers do you sign when you buy a car? Kind of like buying a house, only worse. 74. Is that right? No. Uh, <laughs> it's all, maybe. I, I, believe, <laughs> I believe it. And it's fine print, and fine print is fine. You lawyers out there, thank you for that. I mean, you really, you've got the whole world operating on fine print. Isn't it amazing? Can someone tell me what the purpose of fine print is? You can't read it. Uh, There's no law saying how long it has to be on the television screen or the online screen. And if you don't have, even if you have 20-20, you know, the law ought to say readable if you have 20-20 vision. But there's fine print out there you can't read, Mm -hmm. even if you have 20-20. So you see what I'm saying? It's a minefield. We're great on the curve because we have to give you someone to buy a car from. And when you do buy a car from somebody on a recommended list, we want you to take care. We want you to shop and compare. We want you to be very, buyer beware, even on the, but don't go into the dealers that are on the do not recommend list. Uh, I'm going to give those numbers out one more time uh, because it's very important and we particularly are appealing to the female audience. We've built up our female audience uh, considerably over the years, thanks to Nancy Stewart, because she has really made it her mission in life to do a 50-50 balance on her own cars. Half the people out there in the world are females. Half the people out there buying automobiles, servicing automobiles, are women. And we find women have a unique insight for a lot of reasons. We always know that, uh, I always tell you, that we haven't treated women uh, the way they should be treated in this world. Uh, we treat them probably better in this country than we, most other countries in the United States, but we still don't treat them the way they should be. So we want all you women out there to step up to the telephone or to the smartphone or to the computer and Facebook us or text us. You can text us at 877, no, I'm sorry, area code 772-497-6530 or call us at 877-960-9960. Uh, we had a great uh, presentation, Rick Kearney and Nancy Stewart and I had a presentation that we did, a, a live audience of seniors, it was in West Palm Beach, it was sponsored by the Seniors Versus Crime, a division of the Attorney General's office, and I think we have a lot of you folks that were there, we, how many do we have, 170, something
3: like
1: 172. 172 mm. uh, seniors, a really good crowd, and we were there for over two hours, and what an amazing group of people. Uh, the, pe- the people were there were probably, I was kind of pre- pre- preaching to the choir because I told them that we need folks like them that are educating themselves and are staying on top of it in the car buying, repairing, maintaining uh, circus, you can call it, so they can take care of themselves to help their, their peers, you know, the people that are being taken advantage of, a lot of seniors being taken advantage of out there. So thank you all you folks that showed up. Uh, Last uh, Thursday afternoon, between two and four, and uh, want to mention Rick Curdy again because we uh, we often have questions about how cars are serviced, maintained, and repaired. Rick is our auto computer scientist. Uh, used to be a mechanic, then became a technician. Now he's an auto computer scientist. And uh, Rick, uh, how long you been in the business?
0: I uh, know, but a little over twenty five years now. Yeah.
1: And uh, you've been working for me for... Most all of that. Most all of yep. that. And you go to a lot of schools. And we'll get back to Rick in a minute, but I think we have a caller.
3: We do. <coughs> Good morning, Don. <coughs> Don's calling us from LaBelle.
2: Hey, it's Don. Uh,
1: a while. One of our favorite callers.
4: Hey, Don. Interesting experience this week. I went into uh, a local independent oil change uh, place, not a franchise here in town. Uh-huh. And I've got the... Uh, 2012 Camry hybrid so of course I wanted to get the Zero W20 full synthetic oil and uh, they did it in 10 minutes so it was real quick but while he was doing it I asked him uh, how did my oil look after you know during this change because I noticed the filter was black which the cartridge you know I'd never seen a cartridge before so I was kind of surprised it was black so I asked him how it looked and he didn't answer but he said well, you gotta change this every 5,000 miles. And I said, well, the manual says 10,000 miles. And he, he insisted <laughs> it's 5,000 miles and that if something goes wrong, Toyota will not cover it because I didn't change it every 5,000 miles. Wow. <laughs> and, and so it made me, he was insistent. So I went home and looked at the manual and then I noticed it's a little confusing because uh, Toyota says if your car requires full synthetic, it's 10,000 miles. But if it doesn't require it, it's the 5,000. Hmm. So then I look further, and my manual says that although you're supposed to use the full synthetic, you can use the zero 05, I mean the 5W20. Hmm. But if you do that on the next oil change, you're supposed to put in the 0W. So I'm not sure that that means it's not required, or is it required? It's kind of confusing. It's
1: confusing to me, Rick. What, what's the answer?
0: The the actual answer there is that when they were first getting the zero W20 oil in our cars, it actually was not that easy to come by. Oh. So what they did is they provided just kind of uh, kind of a little out for you, that if you were in a situation where you needed an oil change and the oil was not immediately available, you could use the 5W-30 oil, but they recommended use it only for a 5,000-mile interval and switch back to the 0W-20 as soon as you could. But it was simply to yeah. say, because at that time, there was the possibility that you might not be able to get that oil.
1: Yeah, they should have said that in the owner's manual. It would
0: have been clearer. Uh, they they tried, but unfortunately, this is another one of those cases where... They were translating them from Japanese into English. <laughs> and sometimes the translation, you have to translate the translation is, is what it is.
1: You know, I forgot about that. I, you know, a lot of uh, owner's manuals you read that are translated are little, kind of hard to understand. Does that make sense to you, Don? Yeah, that
4: does, uh, in fact. So, so uh, my question now is, should my filter look black and should I continue doing
0: 10,000-mile changes? 10,000 miles is absolutely fine, and yes, it's not a problem that the filter looks black because that means it's doing its job. It's catching the dirt and the debris and everything that is going through your oil, and it's collecting it and getting it out of the oil to keep your oil nice and clean to keep working its job through the engine.
4: Yeah, okay, because I, I, that's the first time I'd seen you know the actual cartridge, uh, so it's kind of shocked me. And I thought, well, gee, maybe it's uh, <laughs> too black or is there a degree yeah. of black? Yeah. And uh, I your... noticed the oil. My oil's never been you know look looking dirty, but on this change, you could definitely see it was a very clear the new oil. Yeah, and then another question is. Is there any way of determining that they're actually putting in W 0W20? You know, I question them twice just to make sure. But is there any way a customer would really know?
1: Well, that's tough. Unless they have the can, I think they use the bulk oil. So, uh, Rick, is there any way without seeing the can that they use? And they don't use cans. They use the, the bulk, certainly a big, high-volume Jiffy
0: oil kind of a place. Unfortunately, without, ex- except for what they put on the receipt, which they could put anything on the receipt, there's no way to really tell.
1: You probably could if you did a chemical analysis, but that would cost you too much money. wouldn't, that, yeah, be, wouldn't be, be, be worth the effort. That's a good, good question, though, Don. I, you know, what's to prevent? I've often wondered, uh, even more extreme, what if they were buying filtered waste oil? I mean, and not even knowing what kind of oil they put in. I guess out there on the market, you can buy buy about anything. So if you're a ABC Jiffy Clue Jiffy Lube Oil Company, you go out and you buy uh, six million gallons of the waste oil mm-hmm. and filter it. Now you have a very cheap oil, and <coughs> who's going to catch you unless they take it to a, a chemical analysis firm?
0: And where where even would you find one? I mean, you yeah. you'd have a bit of difficulty finding a place. They could analyze it and the cost of it. Interesting.
1: Boy, that's a great question, Don. I, you, uh, you're, you're making me a little paranoid now. I'm wondering about uh, <laughs> the oil I buy. You know, <laughs> how do I know? Yeah, let, me, do. let me ask another
4: uh, quick question. Uh, I asked this once before. Uh, on, on my hybrid, uh, somewhere around where that oil filter is, there used to be a rubber... Uh, thing hanging down that was maybe like a nine inches wide and six inches high uh, with a little slot in it that seemed to be some sort of a uh, wind diverter or air diverter or something or a shield maybe and uh, it's not the ones in the wheel well but it was, it was somewhere around where that oil filter is I tried to look at it while the guy was doing the oil change but I couldn't see anything but it apparently has fallen off you know i'm wondering what that is and is it important to get another one put on there
0: uh when they build the cars from the factory they put a lot of little air dams on there and the number one reason for it is that when they're testing the cars for the fuel economy and the different factors that the epa requires those little air dams can make a very tiny difference but the tiny differences add up. So in real world, you're really not going to notice any big loss of fuel economy if one of those gets lost. Uh, you might get a little bit of wind noise here and there if something gets torn up on those those little splash shields. But as you're driving on the highway, you know life happens. Those are going to get caught. They're going to get damaged and pulled loose eventually over time. And you can you know have them replaced uh unfortunately sometimes it can take a day or two to get the parts in so you may be looking at a bit of expense there but for the most part as long as the car is running normally you're just fine without them
4: yeah and i was wondering uh would it also serve a purpose of a splash shield for something important in that area and i couldn't figure out what that would be so that's why i was concerned is it uh, protecting was it protecting from splashing something important up there
1: yeah yeah I I I tell you, I love your calls, Don, because you're asking questions I don't even know about, and Rick, Rick has got the answer. He says it's a an air resistance Just uh, little air issue. dams. Yeah. Uh, but I'm like you, you know, when I when I put something together, which I should never do when I order something in a box, I always end up with a couple extra parts, and it worries
2: me. <laughs> don't worry
1: about it. And so with a car, if I'm looking at my car and a part, parts missing, I'd worry about it too. But Rick says no problem.
0: Yeah, a lot of like I say, a lot of those little they're they're small air dams they're they're really just meant for that airflow that like i said when they originally designed the car the tiniest little change can make a big difference on the numbers across the board that helped them with the epa mm-hmm. and it's it's the idea that if you can get a camry hybrid and you can knock a quarter of a mile per gallon more fuel economy into it then that lets you have a little more leeway on one of your trucks—that's yeah. not going to make as good. A so it economy. passes the so, EPA
1: test, and who cares if it falls off after the customer gets yeah, it?
0: Yeah, well, I mean, you know, it, and it's hard to say because <laughs> you know they're they're held on with little plastic clips and screws, yeah. and real life, boy, it can it can beat up a car. Great question, Don. Okay. Really?
4: Yeah. Well, thank you, and I look forward to the mystery shop.
1: Thank you. Thanks,
0: Thanks for the call. Doug. Call again, please.
1: You know, I, I know you text us, but we love your calls, so I'd like to hear from you next week if you can.
3: Yeah, definitely. Uh, we have a very important person right now that's holding and uh, before i hear from him i just want to thank him for uh, participating in you know our very very important seminar that we had at the united methodist church Uh, john uh, from palm city has been with us uh, from the get-go and uh, he's added he's contributed a lot to our show and uh, him driving down from palm city to be part of the seminar uh, well, we're humbled by his presence, and we want to thank the Florida Attorney General's Office and Ashley Moody. She has partnered up with us, and uh, what a revelation! Uh, we're going places. We're gonna, we're gonna hit everyone who takes advantage of senior citizens and everyone in between. So we feel like as if the you know we got a little in our step today. Give us a call toll-free at 877-960-9960. Ladies, don't forget, you are an important part of the show. $50 for the first two lady callers, 877-960-9960. We're going to go to John from Palm City. Good morning, John.
5: Good morning to everyone. I'm just calling to thank Earl and Nancy and Rick for their wonderful session, uh, Thursday in West Palm Beach. Fantastic, 172 people. I mean, uh, questions, nightmare stories. And it's great to have this organization, Seniors Versus Crime. And for anyone that wants a 800 number in the rest of part of Florida, we're lucky we have a branch here in West Palm Beach. But in the rest of part of Florida, it's an 800 number, 203, 3099. That's the, uh, Florida wide, worldwide, uh, statewide number. And it's www.seniorversuscrime.com. So again, it's thank you for, uh, Earl, Nancy, and Rick. Unbelievable. I had Rick on the side with technical questions. I don't think there's anything that he can not answer. And, uh, again, I thank you guys. But I do have a question for Earl. Um, you hear these nightmare stories right here in the Treasure Coast. Earl, Nancy read out important information from a female that was there, and I have to talk to her. What, my question to Earl is, how come with all these major complaints in the corporate world that the manufacturers or corporate America is not so fast to revoke franchise? of these habitual offenders and documentations of people? Do do you think it's um, that they hesitate because they're worried about their stockholders or they're worried about uh, publicity from it? Uh, What do you think, Earl, the reason is that the um, manufacturers or corporate America is hesitant to just go after these people, you know, other than faulting with probably letters and warnings but just to completely revoke the franchise, and I'll give you an example—not uh, so in a car dealership, but in, in years ago over here in Florida, Anheuser Busch, which is Budweiser, they t- completely took the uh, franchise away from uh, the Orlando Budweiser distributor. And when I lived in New York, uh, the next county from me, which is Nassau County, outside of New York City, they totally revoked from Harbor Distributors. They revoked their franchise. So it seems like years ago, they did more of this, um, you know, uh, actions Mm -hmm. than it's being done today. What do you think the reason is, Earl?
1: John, I think I know what the reason is. The automobile retail dealers, the uh, nationwide, there's about 20,000 of them. I'm not sure the total count. They're extremely powerful. Car dealers make a lot of money. Uh, They're wealthy people. Uh, They are influential, uh, politically influential. They're well organized into associations and they contribute to uh, political action committees. They have a lot of influence in their state legislatures in Florida and Tallahassee. The Florida Automobile Dealers Association, FADA, they are a very powerful lobbying group. Also, the manufacturers are powerful, but for a different reason. Ironically, the car dealers started out and organized to protect themselves against the manufacturers. The manufacturers were predatory. They used to do exactly what you're talking about, John. They'd cancel dealers. Uh, Dealers have to bribe them to get uh, their franchises. Uh, There was a lot of corruption with the factory against the dealers. So the dealers organized, and they got the state legislatures to give them protected territories and to protect their franchises. Now counterintuitively, they're not worried about the factories and the manufacturers anymore. They're they're immune to any sort of attack by uh, the law. They, a car dealer can do all sorts of bad stuff, and the manufacturers are prohibited from canceling or terminating the franchises, the contractual agreements. In Florida, This is uh, a lot of people don't know this. Franchise agreements typically were one year, 50 years ago. And then they made two-year franchise agreements. Then they went to six-year franchise agreements. John, the franchise agreement in Florida is called a perpetual. When a car dealer gets a franchise agreement, it's forever. It's for life and that was put into law by the Florida Automobile Dealers Association and other associations. And other states have similar. So unless a car dealer uh, shoots somebody on, uh, you know, on uh, Fifth U.S. One or Fifth Avenue, uh, they're not going to take away their franchise. They can, they can do a lot of really bad things, and the manufacturer is uh, his hands are tied. He cannot take away that franchise.
5: Makes sense. And and one particular thing that was brought out on the seminar. Which people really get stuck on um, the destination fee. That's included. It's even listed in the MSRP on every window sticker of a new car that you purchase. Yes. Yet it was pointed out how many dealers constantly add that on to the final paperwork and it's charged again. Yes. And that's Earl and Nancy pointed it out that that's a federal. Violation, Mm -hmm. and it's actually possibly $10,000 fine. Am I correct?
1: Exactly. It's federally regulated that destination fee by the United States government. Every car dealer has to pay that fee. It's included, as you say, in the MSRP, and, of course, the invoice the dealer pays to the manufacturer. So when you counterfeit that federal fee mandated by Congress and you charge it twice, it's a federal violation.
5: It was a great session, and I thank you through all three of you, again, for running this to the public and public uh, being educated. Thank, thank you, you, guys, ma'am. again.
1: Appreciate it very much.
3: Thank you so much, John. Uh, we hope to do a whole lot more in the future uh, with the Attorney General and uh, <clears throat> really get out there and, uh, and help a, a lot of people. Uh, that's what makes us feel good, that we're out there not only educating, uh, but uh, trying to intervene on a tran- transaction that already took place. We're going to go to Howard, and uh, Howard gives us a call from Jupiter, and uh, sometimes Cy uh, is uh, he's with him, but I'm not sure if he's uh, going to be part of the conversation or not this morning. Hi, Howard.
6: Unfortunately, Cy is not with me today. Uh. Uh. <laughs> uh, I have a couple of uh, things to tell you. First of all, I want to wish Stu happy birthday. I know he's not there today. I'm no, sure I'm, no,
2: I'm here. Thank, <laughs> you. Thank you. I'm here. Okay.
6: You're here? I'm here. Oh, yeah, great. he's here. <laughs> okay, Stu. Uh, I have a couple of questions. I think um, uh, Rick can answer these questions. Uh, uh, number one, um, on my, I have a, a 2017 Camry XLE, and uh, on my Bluetooth, uh, I want to know how to store contacts, the telephone contacts, in the system so that I could press that uh, button and uh, uh, get, uh, you know, a telephone without dialing the phone. So, uh, Rick, uh, uh, can this be done? Can I do it or can someone else do it for me?
0: I uh, Actually, when you first paired your phone, it should have asked you if you wanted to transfer in your, your contacts or your phone book. But you can also do that through the settings, yes. In your owner's manual, it will show you uh, exactly how to get into that. But by going into settings in your Bluetooth section, there will be a spot where you can transfer in your phone book.
6: Okay. Uh, okay, that's one thing. <clears throat> uh, also, tires. I think my tires have seen their their best days because I do the, uh, the penny test in mm-hmm. the tire and... Uh, you, 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 when you see Lincoln's head, it's okay, but uh, mine failed. So I'm, go- I'm going up north and uh, next week, so I don't want to go with bull tires. So how can I, when I, I'm going in for a service uh, appointment on the, uh, let's see, it's going to be uh, uh, May 1st. So how can I be sure that the tires are checked out and make sure that uh, yeah, good. If not, I, I want the new tuned front tires.
0: Just let so your how service can I be sure of that. When when you get to the service drive, just let the service advisor know that you're concerned about the tread depth on those tires and that you want them checked.
6: Okay, so who determines whether uh, I get tires or not? Because I have that free tires thing.
0: Ah, on the tires for life. Well, yes, it,
6: I have tires for life.
0: When when the technician measures your tires. If they're below 330 seconds, then they will qualify and if not, since you're going on a trip, we can even prorate them if they're still you know if they're still at fours or close to five and you want to go ahead and just get them done we can still prorate those and for a very minor cost get you right back on the road with brand new tires.
6: Okay, so I see my service rider and he takes care of it.
0: Absolutely.
6: That's great. okay, one other fast question. I want to get a jump starter for uh, my, my son's car. He has a uh, um, an old Mustang. Uh, there are two types of jump starters. There's the um, uh, lithium iron jump starter that's rated at uh, it's rated at 450 peak amps, and there's the old fashioned one, the big one uh, that's rated at 900 peak amps. Uh, which one should I get? The smaller one on uh, lithium-ion or the, uh, the, that big jump side, the old-fashioned one?
0: If you're looking for something just to carry around for emergency purposes, I would go with the smaller, more compact model. And just make sure he's aware that he'll want to set a reminder on his phone to remind him to charge it once about every couple months because any battery, even as it sits, is naturally going to lose a little bit of charge over time.
6: Yeah, which is more durable which would last longer the lithium uh, ion jump starter or the uh, the other one
0: Uh hard to really say on that but I would go with the lithium ion
6: Okay got gotcha. you okay and it's, it's very compact that's that's uh, one good feature that, uh, Yep about it. Okay thank you very much Rick
1: Thank you Howard. Thanks for being
3: part of the show oh, Howard give us a call toll free at 877 960 60, and we are going to go to West Palm Beach, and we have a caller who wants to talk about his RAV4, and uh, his name is Frank. Good morning, Frank.
4: Good morning, Nancy, and everybody else. Hey, Frank. I enjoyed your presentation on Thursday. Thanks for coming. And uh, We uh, enjoyed your company. I call myself RAV4 Frank, so you know who I am.
2: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Raph Frank.
4: Uh, but now, uh it was wonderful. I brought a friend of mine with me. That he was very impressed because he never heard of you. And uh, my question all the pictures that you took, where are they going to be?
3: I'm working well, on it. <laughs> it.
1: <No. laughs> are, uh, Michael Persoon is our official <laughs> photographer videographer, and uh, we're trying to get the pictures too. I think he must be in the uh, lab developing them. He's
2: in know. the dark room right now. Um, <laughs> he's probably listening to the show, so Frank, just put a little pressure on him. Say <laughs> so we want to see these things online.
3: <laughs> Frank, I was working on that last night very late trying to retrieve those pictures, but I guarantee you the pictures will be on our Facebook page. Yeah. Of, of the two of us, Frank. Well,
0: <laughs> and your will friend. Will there be someplace
2: else? Yeah, we'll probably. I don't do Facebook. No. Oh.
1: Yeah, we'll uh, email them to anybody yeah. that's call, you. Call us, text us, uh, give us whatever. Yeah. We can text them to you. We can email them to we, you. We can
2: put them on uh, um, erloncars.com. Yeah. Um, we'll put them up there. For some um,
1: non-computer people, we yeah. can just yeah, do yeah. it. Uh, we'll mail them to you. I mean, yeah. whatever sure. has to be done, because we got some really good pictures, and we'll be sure you get them, yeah, uh, we, Frank. Yeah, we I really guarantee.
3: have some great pictures, and we were going to do a slideshow this morning if I would have got, gotten the pictures last night. Uh, but uh, I guarantee you we're working on it.
0: And, and by the way, I'm the guy that recognized John's voice. <laughs> uh, how, could, how could
1: you miss that yeah right john's famous he's amazing
4: <laughs>
2: when, when you uh
4: you and nancy and he had a picture taken yeah I said, that, that sounds like john <laughs> <laughs> well anyway thank you so much
1: thank you frank you're a great caller and a great guy thank you very yeah, much yeah
3: thanks so much for calling in and thanks for attending our mm. seminar and uh, we hope to do a whole lot of that in, in the future uh, because it's people like you that uh, really make us feel good. And uh, at the end of the day, we just, uh, we love helping everyone.
1: we got a lot of texts backing up over here. Shall we ask, too?
3: Yeah, that text number is 772-497-6530.
1: We have seven. Okay, and we'll
2: start. Two over here, too. Uh-oh. Okay. Well, let me start. We have one that came on uh, youranonymousfeedback.com. And uh, let's see. Oh, it's a long one. But I have two... Here, here it says, I have two questions for the venerable Rick. One...
1: Well, this kind of, can you break it down? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I'll pare it down. <laughs> one, is there any truth to preserving a car's clear coat by not washing a car? Can the dirt slow the destructive manner of the sun? Let's address that one.
0: I would call that a no. Okay. Complete opposite. My recommendation is wash and wax at least once or twice a year if not more often because the wax will help protect your clear coat way better than any dirt ever will.
2: Okay. And number two, I've always believed in having a car with a manual transmission due to the low maintenance cost. Have there been improvements in traditional automatics to make them last last indefinitely? Um, If so, uh, they would even beat a manual transmission because the clutch would need to be replaced at some point. For the sake of the argument, uh, I keep my car for twenty years, replacing one clutch is okay, replacing one automatic transmission is not okay rick well
0: uh we do so little automatic transmission work in our shop now that uh i don't think we've had a transmission problem come into the shop in at least the last six to eight months and we are a very busy shop
1: yeah, they just don't make them anymore they
0: Automatic transmissions just
1: don't break. There was something on the news I caught on WPTV briefly this morning. I didn't hear it. I just saw the thing as something about manual transmissions uh, coming back or something like that. So that's something that piqued my curiosity. I'll find out about that. But bottom line is today's automatic transmissions are far better uh, than a manual. This is uh, better on fuel economy, better on uh, acceleration, better on – they shift better than you can they're much better yeah okay great
2: uh we have one from our longtime texter this is from Anne um she says good morning thank you for the seminar about seniors versus crime it was very enjoyable and very enlightening the average person often thinks that renting and leasing is pretty much the same thing i was wondering from a car dealer's viewpoint is there a difference between renting a car and leasing it thanks
1: yeah it's it's a huge difference and and you're absolutely right Anne marie uh by the way i enjoyed meeting you in person uh, at the event and uh being one of our very very best callers it was nice to see, see what you look like and you look great by the way anyway uh leasing is a long term contract you can't get out of and uh a rental car is just something you rent for a day or an hour or or a week uh i think legally speaking they have a limit on a rental car i think is 6 months and uh That's a legal uh, definition. I found out at the seminar, by the way, and I get phone calls all the time by people that do exactly what you're talking about. They They confuse the leasing and the buying. And, unfortunately, sometimes it's at the uh, suggestion of the automobile dealer that a lease is just something like it's a rental, and if you change your mind, bring the car back. You sign a 36-month lease or a 48-month lease, you owe 48 payments or 36 payments, and if you drive the car for a week, you still owe 36 payments. And a lot of people get fooled that way, and it's a shame. Uh, car dealers will deliberately switch people who come in to buy a car to a lease. And I have, I've had... Two elderly people in the past week that have called me on exactly that problem. Uh, they thought, one thought, she was in her 90s, God bless her, and uh, sharp as a tack. And uh, she uh, was going to return her car and want to know if she was going to get any money back because she'd made a large down payment on the lease. Uh, we had one, I believe, uh, um, at the seminar, another question, but I had another question about the exact same thing they were thinking about leasing, and I had to explain what it was so you most of the people listening to the show and Marie, I know you and most everybody understands what a lease is, but there 's a surprisingly large number of people out there that get it confused and in my lease presentation and my lease presentation in my presentation uh, seniors versus crime, one of the ten things that I said is all things being equal buy a car rather than lease it, because leasing is very hazardous.
3: Uh, excuse me for a moment. Uh, at the seminar, I was asked this question three times no. uh, about leasing, and uh, the uh, lady's husbands had passed away. She has a car. He had a car. It was a lease. No. She wanted to know if she was responsible yes. for the payments, yeah. and I told her yes, and she said, is there any way of getting out of this? Yeah, and there isn't. And and yeah. I, I was sad, you know, to tell her that, that there was just no way to get out of it.
2: Yeah, yeah leave the country. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay.
7: Leave right. the country. No text.
2: <laughs> uh, this is from Robbie in store. It says, I have a follow-up question to the oil question. Uh, we bought a new 2019 Forerunner limited from you two months ago. What oil is in it, synthetic or regular oil? 2019 Forerunner will be running
0: 0W30 synthetic yeah. oil. Okay, I think all the Toyota's now are calling for synthetic, correct? Yes, but with the exception that the four-cylinder Camry engine, uh Camry engine uses 0W16 synthetic oil. I remember we're this Details. is this is a show for
1: all car owners yeah. and the alert out to everybody, and I didn't realize this until last week when Rick mentioned it before, that there are still some cars out there that manufactures, I believe one of them uh, was a Mercedes or a Subaru yep. or something like that. So um, always look at your owner's manual, but 99% of them require synthetic oil.
0: Yeah, But some of them still have a very low mileage for when you have to yes. change it out. Yes. So check your owner's manual carefully on when you're required to change that oil yes that's right okay we have another one uh the older you get
2: your vision i'm sorry the older you get your close-up vision degrades this makes fine print even more insidious because the most vulnerable to this practice seniors are even more susceptible short of buying a high power magnifying glass what do you recommend beatrice and the villages
1: i'll I tell you i uh i think um It's going to be a long, long time before we abolish fine print. Uh, uh, Maybe maybe my grandson, maybe Jake can take this up, but uh, fine print is one of the stupidest things that was ever created. It was created by lawyers, and they created it so they would have job security. And every contract that you sign has got fine print. Fine print, what is the purpose of it? Unless you have a lawyer read it, because not only – can't you read it from the standpoint visually? Yeah, yeah, but you can understand it. It's put in legalese. It's very difficult to understand. Should be abolished, and I just don't think it's going to be. You, certainly not in my lifetime, but yeah. maybe Jake, my grandson. Do you, do you think
3: it's uh, created out of uh, greed and deception?
1: What a terrible thing to say about a lawyer, but I agree with you. Yes.
2: Yeah, I think that um, <laughs> they're they're trying to carve out so many little caveats and exceptions and there's so much language to describe all these little yeah. gotchas it can't possibly fit on a normal sized piece of paper yeah. so by necessity they have to shrink it down to microscopic <laughs> size now on advertisements here's what I'll recommend to people who can't see up close like me who wear progressive lenses um Newspaper, yeah, you're going to need a magnifying glass. But if you're looking on an ad on a computer, this is how we do it for the Mystery Shopping Report. You can zoom in on a computer screen. So if you're looking on an iPhone, you can like pinch out if you have an iPhone or an Android or something like that. And even on your computer screen, there is a way, and I'm just going to tell you right now, it's a little technical thing. Hit control, and then the plus sign on your keyboard. Yeah. And that will zoom it in, and you can it works like a, like a magnifying glass. You just glass. helped
1: a half a percent of our audience. Maybe. There. I, yeah, dis- I you know, disagree. I mean, I'm still thinking... Elderly people, mainly because I'm an elderly person. I'm 78 years old. And in that uh, seminar we did, uh, we had seniors. And so many of those seniors are there, are talking about the difficulty of buying a car online. I say it's the best way to buy a car is online. A lot of people uh, cannot buy a car online because they're not equipped with the technology that they have to have. To have. So it's, it's really, really... Uh, A scary time for seniors. Uh, They can't understand the purchasing process. A lot of them are forced to go into the dealerships, and that's what the car dealers want. They want the person to enter the building, and then they got them. And I've talked to so many elderly people that call me. Uh, They live maybe in Port St. Lucie, or the Martin County, or maybe south in Broward County. And they say, I say, have you shopped around with other car dealers? They say, I can't, I don't want to drive on 95, I don't want to get on the turnpike, and I don't know how to use a computer. So if you have a crooked car dealer that happens to be the seller of the car you like, and he's five miles away, and the next one's 40 miles away, you're trapped. And you have to deal with that person. And those those dealers know that they have a captive audience. And it's just, I'm starting to get emotional here, but it's a terrible situation. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen,
3: <clears throat> give us a call. Pardon me, Stu. Sure. Give us a call toll free at eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty. And don't forget uh, what Earl just spoke to about seniors and about going out shopping. Remember, Consumer Reports. I can't stress enough how important that magazine is to you and whether you get the right deal, the right car, the right dealership. Remember, these people are not your friends. Consumer Report, front to back, back to front. There's too many ways that you can get over on the dealership and the antics that they're going to pull and on you. And I know you. some
1: of you folks are tired of us talking about Consumer Reports, but Nancy is absolutely right. It is by far the best tool. And for you seniors who can't go online to Consumer Reports, you can Access a Consumer Report in any library, and with your library card, uh, you can actually go online if someone can help you go online. But you can get the Consumer Reports in any library. Go in there, get the annual auto issue or the most current issue, and you will find the tools that you need to take care of yourself and not be taken advantage of. All
3: your all your questions would be answered, truly. Texas us, okay. 772-497-6530. Linda, I know you're holding from Palm City. Uh, would you? Uh... Oh,
2: well, won't you, we'll go ahead and get to Linda. I would just wanted to follow up on the fine print question is um, if, you have, if you have a, a kid or a grandkid, that's a very good thing. <coughs> Earl made a very good point. Driving tens of or 20, 30, 50 miles to a dealership is kind of a tough thing. But if you have any relatives, younger relatives that are a little bit cyber savvy, have them check out the advertisement before you make that drive. You know, let them do a little work for you. You've earned it.
3: Yeah, great idea, and it'll make them feel really. Uh, make the grandchildren feel,
2: yeah,
3: uh, important, yeah. useful, and they need that right now. So it's a win-win situation. Give us a call toll free at eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty. Don't forget, ladies, fifty dollars for the first two new lady callers. We're gonna go to Linda, who's calling from Palm City. Hi, Linda.
8: Hi, Nancy. Oh, it's so good I, to hear from uh, you. Well, it's I couldn't wait for the, your show this week uh, for this weekend because um, you might remember that last weekend I called about the Trans Am that I had and that it had uh, it had seen better days and now I had to buy a, a car uh, for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to dealerships. Uh, the last time I was dealing with dealerships was way back in 1990, well, so I, really- I haven't had to do this for a long time. Yes and and i um i have to tell you it's uh it, it is kind of a nightmare um now i did come down to your dealership to look at used cars and i couldn't what i I wanted but i will tell you that the people that i met were very very pleasant and uh very very nice and i even took a stroll with uh alan napier around the lot and talked about the trans am and it was a very wonderful experience for me um but um i i finally have decided on the type of, of vehicle that i want and uh i I'm, I'm leaning to the uh Nissan Murano and i found a platinum model up here at infinity of stuart and uh i just uh would like to share with you what's going on because i'm kind of nervous about the whole thing um i do like the car uh but um you know i said to the fella that was the salesman taking me for a test drive um i said uh well you know i, I got something in an email from you all and it's got dealer fees i said you know earl stewart doesn't charge dealer fees and he says oh yeah they do they just stick it in the price <laughs>
2: what does that even mean <laughs> i'm sorry
8: <laughs> say that again
2: i said i don't even know what that means yeah yeah <laughs> it's, it,
1: it's uh that's a standard That's a standard, uh, retort. Response. Uh, they don't know what to say. It, 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 and we, I think we were kidding the other day on the show, and we said we have a $1,000 reward for anyone right. that we can find where Earl Stewart hides his dealer fees. Right. But, yeah, they have to say something. And, <laughs> and by the way, uh, I don't know if you, if you bought a vehicle there, Linda, but uh, the owner of uh, Infinity of Stewart is a friend of mine. His name is Mario Murgado, M-U-R-G-A-D-O. And I bet if you uh, called Mario Morgado, uh, he would tell his salesman that we're not really hiding yeah. anything.
2: I, I if you say anything with enough uh, self-assuredness and confidence, it sounds believable. Exactly. Earl hides his dealer fees in his peanut butter and jelly sandwich.
1: <laughs> you
7: see, well,
8: I, I didn't believe I didn't believe him. I knew, you know, as, as a salesperson myself. You know, I, I can see through the the, the you-know-what that that is being pu- uh, thrown out there to Yeah, me. we'll call it the shenanigans. But they, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but uh, before I left, um, the uh, I said, you know, give me give me your out-the-door price. And he said, well, I'll send it to you. I'll text it to you. I said, I don't want to. You know, I'm 65, and I don't, you know, texting is not one of my most favorite things. Uh, but I, I said, you know, email it to me. Uh, so they did, and they gave me um, a, a sale price on the car of twenty two, with a big discount of a hundred dollars. <laughs> um, then um, they stuck on uh, something that's called taxable fees, estimated of three eighty nine ninety five. Then a dock fee of nearly seven ninety nine. Then the tax and then non tax fees of ninety seven fifty for a grand total of twenty four five ninety six and change there's no way in the world I'm paying that kind of money and I pulled up the car fax and I found out that this automobile had had a uh what what appears to be a minor fender bender um back in twenty seventeen. It says that the uh airbags were not deployed um, It looks like uh, they might have somebody might have tapped them in the rear end and then they hit the car in mm-hmm. front. So, um, uh, but, um, and then there was a recall from uh, Nissan with regard to the anti-lock blocks anti brake system, mm-hmm. which none of that has been resolved. Wow. And um, so, I, I, you know, I, I, I I'll tell you this, the vehicle, uh, as far as the body, I mean, I noticed certain things and I pointed it out to the guy and he said, oh yeah, we'll do whatever you want. We'll do whatever you want. Um, we'll get that fixed and everything. Um, if I go back, I'm going to be bringing um, one of my male friends with me uh, because I think that, you know, they think because I'm a woman that, you know, uh, I don't know what's going on. But I've been doing my research on this. I mean, to to, to go and look at this Carfax
7: mm-hmm. and
8: all the things about it, I'm trying to protect myself. And um, the car has a, a very pretty interior instead of your typical black Mm-hmm. It has a beige interior, which I know some people would say, "Well, geez, you don't want that because you know it could get really dirty." But as a female, um, uh, this car screams me. Um, it's it's just uh, a, a a very attractive vehicle. Uh, it has uh, just uh, shy of twenty thousand miles, so it's a four year old car with less than twenty thousand miles, and I think that it could be it could be the right fit for me but I don't want to be taken advantage of, and I couldn't wait until your show um, to talk to you about it. So any advice or guidance you can give me is more than appreciated.
1: Well, Linda, what uh, what I was going to recommend, and maybe Stu could do this uh, with his laptop, um, I would go to AutoTrader, and you could put in a, a description of this vehicle, and I believe you said uh, it was a Nissan Murano, and, uh, and yeah. then uh, what year was it?
8: It's a 2015.
1: 2015. Uh, is there a model number to it? Is a uh, uh, like XLE or something? It's a. It's
8: a platinum. It's the top of the line.
1: Platinum. Okay. Uh, and uh, Auto Trader, while Stu is uh, typing with the keys there, is one of your best sources for finding. Uh, Cars that you're looking for used cars of a particular description, and you can you, it'll show you every uh, Nissan of that description in the United States. Virtually every car dealer uses Auto Trader and they display the entire inventory of used cars on there. Uh, the hazard is when you sort by price, which you can do, you can find the lowest price vehicle of that description but the car dealers add yeah. their uh, hidden fees on top of that so that's where you have to be alert but it gives you a pretty good idea did you come up with anything soon?
2: yeah what year was it again
8: 2015
2: 2015 you can also by the way you can put in a range of prices that you're willing to pay so if you say you didn't want to spend more than a uh, you know, thirty thousand dollars. You can say uh, between twenty-nine and thirty-one thousand. See what's available for sale. But like Earl says, remember you got to mentally add about a thousand dollars in hidden fees. That's gonna uh, that'll come. So, twenty-fifteen. Well, there are none out there. <laughs> sorry. In this area. Oh, I'm sorry. In the in the uh, radius I chose, I gotta. Yeah, you, you have to tweak it a little bit so you can put like any distance from your zip code, or yeah. you can put ten, fifteen miles. Um, so I will. Oh, I'm sorry. Any I mean, radius. Yeah.
8: I I I mean I've been searching online and I see you know where there's there's some down in uh uh, uh West Palm at Offlease and and uh you know with Auto Trader going you know down to Miami Fort Lauderdale oh. you know I'm seeing all that I'm just wondering you know how I attack them with all these fees that they're sticking on here what um, you, what, and when, also when you know, talking them, talking to me about an extended warranty and yeah.
1: That's the advantage of online, and you're savvy to be able to do this, is to make the call, and uh, when you find those Nissan Muranos that uh, you're interested in, you make a call, you say, what's my out-the-door price, including any fees that you may charge, and you still have to be careful even then, but that way you don't have to drive to Miami or drive to Orlando and be disappointed.
2: Remember one thing, kind of dealing with, a, with at a car dealership is kind of like dealing with a bully, um, they will charge the fees to the people who don't protest and put up with it. If you fight back against the bully, a lot of times they'll back down. Especially on a used car, they they have enough markup to play with. So if you go in there and say, "I saw your advertised price for X number of dollars, I'll pay sales tax and any legitimate government fees. That's it. If you want my business, and if you kind of hold your guns, it, it can be. It's a little scary. It's not easy to do, but if you if you stand up to it, um, there's a good chance they might not charge the dealer fee.
1: Did you get a price on the Marano? Uh,
2: I couldn't find any, uh, yeah. any platforms. One, one of on the
1: problems price. you're having, Linda, is here, Nissan is a low-volume uh, uh, car manufacturer, and you're talking about a, a particular uh, model that is very low-volume. So there's not a lot of Nissan Maranos available, and you, you, you're you going to probably have to drive a ways uh, to get the best deal. Uh, and I think, uh, you know, uh, Infinity of Stewart knows that, and if you're shopping and comparing only this particular model, year-make model, you're going to have a hard time finding anything close to home.
0: Especially where she's looking at a platinum trim level. Yeah,
1: Exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> And uh, you could expand it out, and uh, that would probably be the way to go. Even if, even if you found one in Orlando, you might not want to drive there. You could still call Infinity of Stewart and say, "I found one," just don't tell them where it is. But they've got Trader dot you know AutoTrader dot com. They can uh, kind of watch it too.
2: I made a mistake. I had I had new vehicles checked. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so there is quite a few that showed up with any distance uh, from from our zip code here. So yeah, there's I a bunch so. of them. Yeah. Um, sorting from low to high, uh, yikes, uh, looks like they're running around, the lowest price ones are about sixteen, seventeen thousand dollars $17,000, and they go up from there.
1: So uh, that's, uh, that's a good starting point. Uh, use autotrader.com and then look at the radius indicated there so you expand it slowly. But fortunately, there are more than we thought there were. Yeah. And uh, that's the way you negotiate with Infinity of Stewart. You see, I found this one online at this price, exactly what I want. But I'd rather buy it from you because you're closer. If you meet the price out the door, I'll buy it from you. And that's where you start. Yeah, there's 18 within 100 miles of here. 18 Nissan mm-hmm. Murano's with 100 miles. Platinum. 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 Okay?
8: What What about the financing and this, this this pushing for extended warranty because it's out of warranty?
1: I would, all things being equal, to my rule of thumb, mm-hmm. don't buy an extended warranty. Uh, typically... Uh, they are overpriced, and typically they have coverage of items that you don't need more than the items you do need. The electronics, the navigation, the uh, expensive computer stuff on a car is often not covered in the extended warranty. So uh, all things being equal, if you have to buy an extended warranty, buy one from the manufacturer. If Nissan has an extended warranty and it's uh, on, on the car that you're buying, then that would be the one I'd buy. But all things being equal, I wouldn't buy it.
2: And also, don't feel stressed. You can change your mind uh, later on and add it after the fact. So don't feel pressured while you're in the finance office. Just take your time, slow down, and then if you felt that you needed to, to get an extended warranty, you can call them back and, 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 and add it later. Yeah, It has
1: to be inspected yeah. by a technician before they'll put the warranty on. Okay, Ann? I'm sorry, Linda? Linda? should <coughs> I get my own, my own
8: financing?
1: Uh, you should uh use your own bank or your credit union uh typically you're going to get a far better deal on interest and terms if you go with a credit union is best but use your own bank and uh they'll give you uh the the quote on the terms and and interest rate and uh, on a used car that's going to be your best deal
3: okay linda uh, i want to congratulate you uh for uh uh, all letting all the women know this morning uh, that you're well ahead of the game. And uh, women can be well ahead of the game. And uh, all the homework that you're doing, uh, this is what we talk about every Saturday morning. And you're putting that to use. And remember, if a salesman is pushy, disrespectful, or intimidating, walk. And I can't stress enough, the 2019 Consumer Report, the Buying Guide, There are a lot of Nissans in that buying guide that will give you a whole lot of information. Thanks for being part of the show. Stay in touch. Okay. 877-960-9960. And we can go to, uh, 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 I believe that you had finished up the small print and all that, Stu. So we're going to go to Tina. Tina's patiently been holding from Bonita Springs. She, too, is a real important part of the show. Good morning, Tina. Good morning. How are you
7: guys doing? Great. Great, great. Well, Ford is in the middle of a criminal investigation for miscalculating vehicle emissions. Mm-hmm. But they claim it's not going to be another dieselgate situation. So they are working with the feds on this. But, yeah, they've done some miscalculating. And they say it's an accident. So they're being pretty cooperative because, obviously, this is not a position they want to be in. But the interesting thing is Daimler... The parent company of Mercedes-Benz and Fiat Chrysler are also dealing with criminal probes of their own, and both of those companies are accused of using Defeat devices and software to make the cars appear to run cleaner than they actually do.
5: Yes.
7: So Daimler and Fiat Chrysler are in the same position as Volkswagen right now.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, it's amazing how widespread this was, and they've actually put the ex-CEO of uh, Volkswagen in the slammer, I believe. And uh, the... Uh, gray bar hotel as it were but i hope uh i hope uh, that
7: they're going to with a criminal investigation of ford i would think with them being cooperative that maybe they wouldn't take it to that level but the department of justice isn't fooling around
1: yeah Henry Ford's the one should have gone seriously. to jail. He was a bad guy, but oh, yeah. morally anyway. But uh, <clears throat> Well, at
2: least they learned how not to do it after watching the Volkswagen fiasco.
1: <laughs> exactly, yeah. Now, it's, it's an interesting uh, message uh, about the morals of our world. Uh, we typically think about car dealers as being bad guys, but we never thought of the manufacturers being bad guys. You know, when people operate on commissions and profit, uh, you have to be careful. Sometimes the head guy... Uh, says, listen, I don't care what you do, just sell a bunch of cars and uh, make a bunch of money. And when you issue orders like that, you got a lot of people down the line that go to extreme means that you didn't anticipate they would go to. And that's what's happened, I think, is uh, the uh, CEO of... uh, Volkswagen said, look, we're going to sell diesel cars in the United States. We're going to pass the emission controls. We're going to get by the EPA, and we're going to sell cars, and if you don't do that, you're fired. Then he had a bunch of engineers said, how are we going to do that? It's not humanly possible. And they said, oh, I got an idea. We'll cheat. And they put on a little <laughs> deal in the engine that recognized the fact the engine was being tested and changed the emissions just for the purpose of the EPA test, and then the rest is history. How much were they fined? Oh, Peanuts compared to the total value Pocket of change. Volkswagen, yeah. Yeah, Tina, it's a terrible thing. That's a uh, uh, buyer beware, and uh, whether you're talking with manufacturers or with dealers.
7: Yeah, here's the question I have though for those states that have uh, annual emissions testing for everyone that owns a vehicle. Now I gotta wonder if those regulators in those states are going to look at suspect dies with the Volkswagens, the Fords, and the the Daimler, Fiat, Chrysler vehicles, and it's going to cause a real problem for the owners of those vehicles because they'll say, "Hey, listen, you know, we're going to bypass whatever it is they can bypass, and find out that a fairly new car can't pass emissions, and then the poor owner of the car ends up having to spend all kinds of money to try to get it into spec when it wasn't their fault to begin with."
1: That's why I love you, Tina, because you're so smart, and you asked a question I hadn't even thought about, and I don't know what's going to happen. I cannot believe that, you know, I I don't know how many states still have emission testing. Florida stopped it. Uh, It was politically uh, unpopular. But I know there are uh, several states that have it. So you pull in your Volkswagen, and it doesn't pass, and they won't give you a sticker, and they won't register your car. You can't buy a a license plate. What are you going to do?
0: Class
7: action lawsuit.
0: Yeah. Get mad, yeah. California, New York, yeah. Um, i'm Pittsburgh? Thinking Pennsylvania may likely, yeah. yeah.
1: Anybody out there? We're. I think in,
7: Jersey still does.
1: Yeah, we're international. I think Jersey still does.
7: Yeah. Uh, and does uh, do certain sections of Tampa and Miami still have emissions testing?
1: I don't think Florida, I don't, no. I, I, I don't no. think anywhere in Florida has it. Uh, I, I could be wrong about that, but, but if anybody out there who has had emission testing on their car, wherever state they're in, uh, we'd love to hear from you, especially if you're driving a Volkswagen. Uh, I'd love to hear if uh, anyone has ever had a problem with emissions based on the fact that the new car they bought uh, had been phonied up and did not comply with EPA standards. Uh, because we're nationwide now. Love to hear from anybody. Yeah. Thank you, Tina. Great, great comment.
7: Oh, thank you. I appreciate it.
2: Tina, you're getting some love online. Everyone <laughs> loves Tina. <Yeah>. Everybody loves <laughs> Tina. Yay, Tina. <laughs> Thanks so
3: much for calling, <laughs> Tina. Uh, we'll talk to you next Thank week. You. Here welcome. 877-960-9960. And uh,
0: Rick's
2: got a bunch of questions
0: oh piling up. Boy. Over we there. are we Rick are a little backed on. up on the YouTube collection here. Okay, let's see our first one here. Uh, Frank is asking, "What are your thoughts on engines with cylinder deactivation? Huh? Do they affect the short or long-term reliability of a vehicle?" Next, now, well, the <laughs> only one that, that I know of that actually I can did answer this, that. <laughs> um, Cadillac and Chevy for a while, but mainly Cadillac, had a V8 engine that they called their 2468. It was actually the, the 468. While the vehicle was driving at highway speeds, they could the computer could deactivate cylinders.
1: The next, the other name of that car was a joke.
0: A piece of junk. Yes, uh, it, it would turn <laughs> it from a V eight into a six, and possibly into a four cylinder engine. That was General Motors to H1. try to keep it running at highway speeds and save fuel and save you know save uh, emissions. Nice concept. It did not work like it was supposed to, um, Frank. That was one of those weird fiascos, and. As far as I'm aware, Cadillac and General Motors, but Cadillac especially, was the only one that ever really ran that engine. I
1: think there's a, foreign, I think there's a Ferrari or a, a Lamborghini or some uh, exotic car out there. That, a couple, yeah, the other tried it. And okay. I don't, uh, we could Google that, but yeah, I don't think it's been a success anywhere.
0: No, that was one of those things that, kind of like that uh, start-stop technology that they tried it's just it's not working in the real world. It looks good on paper, but not in the real world. So I would stay away from those if it were me personally. Okay, my next one here, Mr. Hand is asking <laughs> Mr. Hand, how you doing? Wrong, Mr. Hand. But yes, yeah, very close there. Uh, do used BMWs have a reputation as bottomless money pits? Mm-hmm. And in my opinion there, pretty much any used european car the especially the bmw's the mercedes the higher end cars they tend to be very expensive for repairs there are very few outside shops that will deal with them i can tell you that and the ones that do charge a lot get an extended warranty for one of those cars you're going to pay thousands and
2: thousands of dollars
1: yeah Yeah, just uh, if you buy a luxury imported car you you probably ought to uh, uh stick within the warranty period after that you're in trouble
0: mm-hmm. and especially since unlike a lot of the Japanese brands where if you have a Lexus you can go to a Toyota dealer mm-hmm. if you have an Infiniti, Infinity you go to Nissan Acura you can go to Honda exactly yeah if you have a Mercedes they don't have a yeah. lower yeah priced equivalent you know it's Cadillac you go to a younger a Chev- brother
1: Cadillac you go to a Chevrolet dealer
0: right but but the European cars generally don't have that little brother style. Okay, next one here is uh, Scott is asking Do all dealers automatically have Toyota Care on their window sticker? Nope. Yes, <laughs> it does.
2: The Toyota Care, it's a Toyota thing. It's just a maintenance thing, and they pay for two years of maintenance for yeah. when you first get the car, and that is on the Windows Store. And Stu
1: hesitated because there's an additional uh, from a product called ToyoGuard that adds the free maintenance for another two another years.
2: Another two
0: years. That's yeah. also on the
2: Windows And Toyota.
1: that's only in southeast yeah. United States. That's southeast Toyota. So our,
0: world, our worldwide fans, it doesn't apply to you. Okay. And Mark from Vermont. You're frequently talking about leases. Is it possible to reassign a lease to another person?
1: Yes. And uh, there's swapalease.com. I have that app on my phone. And it is possible. It's not necessarily easy, because remember, the leasing company owns the car, and they have the final say on if somebody else will take over the payments. They don't like people to take over payments, and they probably, if I were the leasing company, I would find reasons not to, because you've already gone through the vetting process to approve one lessee, and you wonder why he doesn't want to make any more payments, and why he wants to put this third party in. So uh, when you lease a car, assume you can't do a lease swap, but if you have to, I would go to uh, swapalease.com. Is that what it is, Stu? I believe so. And uh, check it out. And there's probably some other agencies out there, but it's difficult.
0: So there's an app for that. There's an, an app for everything. <laughs> okay, and Scott again is asking a new one here. Uh, when trading in a car, should I use the NADA or Kelly Blue Book value? Sometimes they're very different figures for the same car. I would recommend uh, Kelly
2: Blue Book. Uh, NADA is, is mainly for lenders, and us- it's usually to establish loan-to-value that the banks do. Uh, Kelly Blue Book years ago was way off base, I think. Um, over the years, um, it's it's pretty close to uh, it's a pretty accurate estimate for trades now. Yeah,
1: and uh, TrueCar has a uh, valuation system. True Trade. also for trades. NADA, and I I think I'm right on this. Uh, the reason is unreliable. Is because the dealers fill out the forms and send the values in to the manufacturers. Mm-hmm. And so if I'm a Buick dealer and I'm sending in the value of my used cars to uh, General Motors, I'm going to exaggerate because all dealers want the value of their particular make to be
0: high because they trade in a lot and they can sell more cars that way. uh uh-huh. Okay. And now we have uh, my last one here. M now this one's a little bit of a long one, but I recently bought a used 2018 Kia Soul, and after a few days I noticed the car is tracking to the right, I'm assuming means pulling or drifting. I took it to a Kia, Kia dealer who performed an alignment, yet the problem persists. They try to tell me that he needs new tires, saying the existing ones are different brands. Is it reasonable to suspect that different brand tires may cause a car to track or to pull, given that the speed and size ratings are equal? And he says, I will say the wear is a little uneven on the right side, so in this regard, I'm starting to believe them. And he says, I will also add that I suspect the power steering motor or mechanism may be to blame, but I'm not entirely sure. Well, here's the primary answer if your front tires are different models even if they're the same brand but different model of tire the tread design can be different enough and the radial resistance of those tires that that can cause a pull the fastest way to determine that it's just simply in the tires is to simply ask them to cross rotate those two front tires Hmm. right front over to the left front left front to the right front if the pull changes becomes worse or even corrects itself, then there's your answer. It's mm-hmm. in the tires, and 90% of the time on front-wheel drive McPherson strut cars, it's going to be the tires. So I would start there. Just ask them to cross them, and if that solves it, then you've got it set. Uh, oh, and Frank actually has a little follow-up. Uh, Honda used cylinder deactivation in their late-model V6 Accords calling it Variable Cylinder Management. Hmm. Hmm. Now, I only wonder, though, is that a deactivation, or is that simply using variable valve timing to slightly depower certain cylinders and work on the valve timing to change the power output of the engine? But that would get a very technical side to it there, so I don't think we want to try to get into that. Uh, We'd have to have a whole show just on engine design yeah. and operation.
1: Rule of thumb, stay, of thumb yeah. stay away from any kind of cylinder deactivation.
0: I, I would definitely avoid those myself. I think that sort of thing could be a little tricky to work on. Okay. A little tricky to make it work right in the real world.
1: Okay, I want to give our
2: Okay. Mm. Uh, no, wait,
1: don't
0: give the text number out anymore. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We're getting too many texts.
2: Really? <laughs> we need three uh, hours. Uh,
3: ladies and gentlemen, take advantage of youranonymousfeedback.com. We would love to hear from you. Tell us how you feel about the show, each one of us. Maybe your, you know, last uh, transaction with uh, these... uh car dealers putting it mildly and uh, i want to give a special thank you for uh, rudy and jonathan's participation out in the control room they really help us out a lot and uh ladies uh remind you again fifty dollars for the first two new lady callers and that number is 877-960-9960 and uh remember that you can read the uh Auto Lemon Law in the hometown news this week, and it's a pretty good read, and there's a lot of Earl's columns uh, today's and in the past at EarlOnCars.com. Uh, one of my favorites is the one that Earl posted on uh, April the 1st, and that was a, uh, a tool uh, for an honest price from a car dealer and there's a form there that you can uh, fill out and take with you when you uh, do go into a car dealership for your next transaction. It certainly will ensure an out-the-door price. Again, that number, eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty.
1: Okay, let's get back to these texts. Will
2: do. I just want to say one thing. Uh, Nancy, your idea for that form was brilliant and we have that form is on Earl on Cars for download. So if you want to take that form oh. into any car dealership, and you're asking them to commit to not add anything to the price other than sales tax and legitimate government fees, EarlOnCars.com and, and, and download it right there.
1: What is the, how do we label it? Uh, is it labeled as? Uh, uh, An
3: affidavit. Uh, for you're, a vehicle you're trying, you're, purchase. You're trying
1: to you're final trying to stump
3: me. out the door price.
2: I'm going to it right now and it is uh it's under important links and and we have things like uh check recalls, true car, Costco Auto Program. It's the one it's on top of the list. It says download out the door form
1: out download, the door form.
2: Download the out the door
1: form. Out the, the door, door form. form.
2: Very good. Okay. All right. So, yeah, I'm going to do the wrap. We're on the speed round for tech. So, let's, let's get through these real quick. Uh, first one says uh, Speaking of mystery parts, we were talking about that earlier. What are those rubber plugs that come in a small plastic bag in new cars? My salesman said not to worry about them. Gail, in Little Rock, Arkansas. Ah,
1: huh.
0: uh, Little Rock, Arkansas. That's a, hey. Wow, that's cool. Thanks, What are those Gale. little plugs? <laughs> when they put the, tr- the cars on a car hauler, 10 seconds there are small holes in the body that are meant for the tie downs those rubber plugs which are mainly meant for northern cars are meant the dealers should be popping those into place in the body and the reason they do that up north is because snow and ice and road salt can become impacted up inside those frame rails and very very quickly rust out those frame rails causing major damage to the frame of the car so on if, unibody cars.
2: So if you live in Florida and you're a snowbird and you go up north part of the year, um,
0: it's a good idea to get those... those I would those have mountains. those installed. Okay. Now, down here in Florida, where we see a lot more in the way of quick rainstorms with big puddles forming, I usually recommend if you're going to be in Florida all the time, pop keep those out, simply because those holes allow any water that does get into that frame to drain drain out quickly and easily. Makes I would sense. say
1: they should always put in, be put in because who knows when that car is going to go north during the winter, and if they should be there, and uh, if our dealership isn't putting them in, we should be. They should be put in in all. Are cases. you saying that it's
2: worse to put them in down here, though?
0: Actually, it. It certainly it couldn't hurt to have them in down here. And okay. who knows when yeah. the car is going to go north. I mean, Very know. true. And generally, they are installed by Toyota as part of the PDI inspection. Yeah. They are supposed to be put in place at so that the time. So the
1: salesman that told you don't worry about it was wrong especially
0: and in little rock because i think they get some snow there yeah, oh you, yes you
1: should take that car back and say plug it wrong put these plugs <laughs> right. in and watch him because he might not know where to put the plugs that's right boy was
3: that great information <laughs> yeah. how important i never knew that
1: me neither and i used
2: to <laughs> i said <laughs> i don't cars. need these little pl- i'll just throw these <laughs> in the trunk okay next one isn't it true uh, that for a long time only cars were required to have Monroney labels, and trucks could be sold for whatever the salesman dreamed up.
1: Absolutely correct. Hey, never understood ding, that. Ding, ding. Uh, I guess it was back in the day when trucks were commercial, and they weren't like passenger cars.
2: Or was the technicality in the law? They said all cars got to have a window sticker. It was lobbied. They would, it would probably lobbied. Go, That's not a and, car.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, I remember that well. I remember when it happened, and I can remember you know the concern of the dealers, and they were just they were just. Uh, Livid about the fact that there had to be a, an honest label on the car,
2: and that did, I mean, I think that came around in 90, the eighties, nineteen fifty-eight. No, no, but the trucks were well, added. The trucks. Later, it was like yeah, thirty yeah. years after that. Yeah, so yeah.
3: interesting, uh, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to give you that text number because we would love for you to rate the mystery shopping report that's coming up in a couple minutes from uh, uh, Mazda of Palm Beach, and uh, it is a doozy. So uh, we are going to go to uh, Did I give out that uh, text number? 772-497-6530. We are going to go to Al and Belinda from West Palm Beach. Good morning.
6: Good morning. This is Al, and I have something. I've been listening for months, and I have something that seems to be pretty obvious to me, and yet it's never been mentioned. Uh, The fact that you have a Toyota dealership, it must be the most popular one in the area. Because since you have such a uh, uh, what do you call it a crusade against those people who have extra charges, mm-hmm. can I ask you, do you, when you sell a car, do you do you have a, a, a front end going out with no charges except for the federal tax and sales tax?
1: Yeah, we sell cars without any hidden fees, and we have uh, um, we we post our prices online, uh, quote them on the phone, we give them verbally, whatever, however you want to get it. We can put our best price on every car we sell so that the buyers will have the opportunity to shop and compare it with our competition. Frankly, we don't always have the lowest price. Uh, we like to think we usually do, but we encourage people to shop and compare our prices with the other Toilet dealers in, in the area. As it should be. As it should be. That's that's called uh, the marketplace, the free marketplace, and that's the way uh, commerce is supposed to happen in the United States.
6: Now I have a first-time caller, Belinda. She does some work for me and she drives and here she is.
3: Hi, Belinda. Welcome to the show. As a first-time caller, you won yourself
1: $50. Are you there, Belinda? Hi, how are you? Hi, we're fine. How are you doing? So
8: busy, you know? Welcome Good. to the show. Okay.
1: Do you have a question for us, Belinda?
8: Yes.
5: Enjoy
1: I think so Belinda is a little nervous. That's uh, okay.
5: My car that
3: I have. Uh, I'm for a little... We're having a little bit of a problem hearing you, yeah. Belinda.
1: Over here. you have to give your name and address come on well belinda you're still qualifying if we can get yeah. your contact information we're going to send you 50 bucks and i can understand you being nervous yeah
2: we'll, we'll make it easy you don't we'll take you off there just talk to rudy yeah yeah
1: yeah and thank you very much and maybe next week Next week you can call uh, with a question. And If not, that's fine. That's
3: my interpretation. But from.
1: thank you very much. It takes a lot of nerve. It takes a lot it of does. nerve to talk. I mean, twenty thousand people out there. I should be what? nervous. Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> okay. We got some more text. Do we do?
2: Yeah. Yes, we do. Uh, question: Can your to- Toyota dealership honor a warranty service or repair on a Lexus? Sal in West Palm Beach. No, we no.
1: cannot. The uh, Lexus division is separate. Uh, We recommend that Lexus owners find a Toyota dealer somewhere near them and have them do the repairs and the maintenance. But Lexus and Toyota are the same thing. Toyota requires that warranty work be performed at a Lexus dealership.
3: Okay, we have a uh, caller from Miami. Good afternoon. Uh, Or excuse me, good morning, Julio. We spoke to you last week, didn't we?
6: Yeah, but for some reason I got cut off. Oh, you know, I'm glad to hear from you. I have one question to ask you uh, Okay,
3: when you
1: get a chance,
6: when I get a line. Uh, okay. Am I next? Yes, you are. Thank you.
1: Okay, what's your question, O'Leal?
6: Okay, my question is um, well, I'm born up north. I got a construction job up north in New York City.
1: Mm-hmm.
6: Actually, it's uh, in Middletown, New York. Uh, and. Uh, Question number one, uh, I have the uh, windshield wiper fluid, uh at 32, and uh, when I'm going to be in the wintertime, should I drain it out and then uh, put the, uh, the anti-freeze uh, uh, fluid in the reservoir, uh, you know, the windshield fluid, what should I do?
0: If you're going to be heading up north, yeah, it wouldn't be a bad idea to put some... Uh uh, a, a good quality windshield washer fluid. Uh, you don't necessarily need to drain it out because we're at the beginning of summertime. And by the time you get up there, you'll probably have used most of it anyways driving up there. I would just fill it up with that nice blue fluid that you can buy at any parts store. And you should be just fine with it.
6: Where can I buy that uh, antifreeze uh, which you wiper here in Florida? They don't sell it, I think.
0: Not. Well, the, Do they? The washer fluids that you can buy right, right here at Pet Boys, Discount Auto Parts, AutoZone, it's all got that same alcohol content in it that will allow it to act as a uh, 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 an antifreeze actually for that washer fluid. Oh, all- it says thirty-two, so
6: thirty-two. Uh, you know, means that below thirty-two, is going to freeze. Is that correct?
0: Actually, no. It should. It should because water will freeze at 32 with the chemicals that they put in there, it's freezing rate should be a whole lot lower down more like around the
2: Two to three degrees. I have have a little expertise in this. Um, Prestone offers an uh, all-in-one deep-freeze windshield wiper fluid for below 27 degrees Fahrenheit. Hmm. So you can pick that up at uh, Pep Boys, AutoZone, or Amazon.com. And Julio,
1: Julio, if if all else fails, (laughs) you can pour a little Smirnoff in there, and that'll take care of it for you. Ah. (laughs) And
3: and, uh, Julio, this is is Nancy. Go ahead. I'm
6: sorry. Go ahead.
3: This is Nancy, and I was born and raised, lived most of my life in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and uh, I never had a problem with my windshield wiper fluid, and I I picked it up at uh, AutoZone or anywhere else, and uh, I never had a problem with it freezing up, and the same with my antifreeze. Uh, I never had a problem with that. So uh, I think with all the knowledge that you've shared with us for the past couple of weeks, you'll be right on top of things when you head north.
1: Thanks for the call, Julio, and uh, have a safe trip. And we look forward to to talking to you again when, well, you can call us from New York. We're international now. Call anywhere. We'd love to hear from you when you're up in Middletown.
6: Okay, what about this thing you're talking about, uh, putting plugs in, taking plugs out? I didn't hear
1: that. Well, uh, when you buy a car, they have these little rubber rubber plugs in envelopes, and down south, apparently some of the dealers are in warmer climates, are not putting these in. Rick has said these should be put in, and they should uh, protect the car against salt intrusion, and when you're up north, and the sludge and salt, and all the terrible things that they have if you're not in Florida. And we
0: think the plugs should always be put in. But those are on passenger cars, so if you've got a pickup truck, it won't have those rubber plugs.
6: Okay, that's good to know. But if if I'm going up north, I have a 2015 Camry. So uh, I I go to a dealership in in Miami, and they will put it in for me for nothing?
0: Yeah, because those plugs should be in the glove box in a little uh, plastic bag. If they're not in there, they may have already been installed
6: okay now how can i tell i look underneath and i can still see for myself correct
0: yep just a little behind the front wheels on the frame rails there will be an oval hole and it should have a rubber plug pushed up in there
6: okay you should you say that the these plugs should be in, uh, installed no matter where where, is it, even down south it's yes. not, yep. not a bad idea to put
0: yeah. it in yeah correct? exactly huh.
6: okay thank you for your information you guys are great and uh, if I come up uh,
1: past you, I'm going to say hello. To yeah, call, calls Rick from Middletown. Yeah, give us give Thanks us a call
3: that. back. Stay in touch, Julio. We love talking to you. Good okay, luck with your you good luck with your trip, in
6: New York State. All
1: right. Very okay, okay, good. Bye bye. Very good. Okay, we got a You're, few more texts. We, we can get. We're going to get to our oh, first-time
3: call caller, but first, I want to let ladies and gentlemen know that we got a mystery shopping report <laughs> coming up, and that you two can vote on it, mystery shopping report. Your vote does count and that is 7724976530 and remember youranonymousfeedback.com youranonymousfeedback.com we would love to hear from you we are going to go now this is number 3 i am so excited we have another lady caller who's calling us from Lake Worth i get very excited about our lady
7: callers good morning Kathy good morning how are you welcome Thank you. I listen um, to you guys every Saturday morning when I'm driving, and I have a question. This is really weird. I bought a car, uh, 2015 BMW on Labor Day, <laughs> and um, I remember the guy telling me that the tires had nitrogen in them. Well, a couple of uh, days ago, I was driving and my low tire came on, and I went to fire. I pulled in right into Firestone, and I just asked him to fill my tires up because it showed low. Does it make a di did they put air in my tires or does it make a difference if I put air in my tires?
1: Kathy, it makes no difference. Uh air is nitrogen and nitrogen is air. The air we breathe, the air we put in our tires is 78% nitrogen and Consumer Reports has conducted extensive testing proving there's no value or assistance in any way, shape, or form. You should never pay for nitrogen in your tires. And right. It already has a nitrogen in there. Replace it with air, as I say, that's 78% nitrogen, but it's a device that car dealers use to make money and they tell you that it's a valuable oh. thing it'll make the car uh, get better fuel well that's economy. my
7: next question mm-hmm. so I called the dealership and I said listen I I just was afraid of my low tires so I stopped in and got air put him do I need to make an appointment and service told me yes you need to come in not true. so I really didn't need to come in no
1: no no, no they uh that's a device they use to have you come back, and when you come back to get the nitrogen, they say, oh, by the way, uh, we need to fix right. this, we need to fix that, it's only going to cost you $900, and you came in for free <laughs> nitrogen, so yeah. it's... Uh,
7: okay, so I don't, I don't have to worry if I no. get low tires. No, that's just a nitrogen scam, right.
3: they're trying to get you in the front door, just like uh, Earl said, just to uh, sell you whatever they can, yeah. uh, they, they, oh. you could walk in the front door, they'll sell you a, 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 uh, some steak knives.
0: Yeah, we're <laughs> at a point. point <laughs> The only thing that you okay. do want to have checked, Kathy, is make sure you have some shop somewhere, a tire store or someone, check your tires to make sure you don't have any nails or screws in those tires that caused you to lose air and caused one of those tires to go low. Yeah, yeah I will
7: do that. I, yeah. I was just a young kid, and, and I wasn't even thinking. I, I just remember that word nitrogen when I bought the car, that yeah. the tires had nitrogen in them. And so then, um, yeah, I just filled them up, but um, I will do that. I'll have a... My regular little mechanic just yeah. to take a look at my tires. Yeah. So yeah. I appreciate that, that. I was waiting for Saturday so I
1: could call you guys. Oh, <laughs> call, call again, uh, Kathy. I'm so
3: happy to hear from you. I truly am. And uh, uh, that nitrogen, you can just go back and tell them that you know it's not going to improve your fuel economy, uh, your tire safety, uh, wear and tear. It's a scam. Yeah. Oh, and good. You're an educated know. consumer.
2: Yeah, and we're yeah. And, and we're not. Um, this is not just our opinion. I mean, we've been pitched by suppliers that, that try to get us to sign up with Nitrogen, yeah. and the whole pitch is you get them coming back to, the, to your service department. That's the whole thing. Like Rick was pantomiming a fishing pole, hooking somebody with a yeah. hook, and that's exactly what it is.
1: Yeah, we actually tested our rental fleet of cars. Yeah. We ran half the rental fleet with nitrogen in the tires, half without, and we found absolutely no difference in tire wear, fuel economy, or anything. So after that, Consumer Reports did the same thing, and now we know 100% certainly nitrogen in the tires is worthless. Yeah. and if
7: you're racing in well, the Daytona while have you 500, on the line, can I ask you one more question? Pop, sure. Um, um uh, let's see. Oh, oh, what do you think about? I should keep flat runs on this car, though, right? It's made for a flat run on a BMW.
0: Run flat tires.
7: What's your opinion?
0: Yes, it the because flat, is that
7: what they're called? Flat
0: runs. Run Run flat tires are designed that if you get a nail or a screw in the tire and they lose air, you're safe to drive on the car for up to 50 miles at up to 50 miles per hour. Uh, the drawback is that you probably do not have a spare tire to change out on your car. And the other big drawback is that if those tires are damaged by a nail or screw, they have to be replaced. They cannot be repaired. They're not cheap. No, they are not.
7: That's what I was told. But my po- my question is, do I really need to keep them on this car? Is this car made for
0: no, the no, that you that can run, r- run flat?
1: You, no, you can replace them with uh, a, a non-run
0: flat, and it's probably a good idea. Well, the only, the only problem there is if you do get a flat tire... You don't have a spare to put on. I have it. a
7: spare. Yeah. Right. I have to oh, get a spare, a spare to do with a
0: hmm.
7: Yeah. Okay. Well, I was just curious cuz um people I talk to say, "Oh no, no, that's the performance of the car. You have to have the uh the run flat. That that are made for that car. You have to keep you have to keep replacing yeah. Yeah, them." So that's right. I was just wondering if what the professionals say.
1: We'll call again, Kathy. So I thank you. It. Thank you very well, much. Well, thank you. Well, thank I you, think. Kathy.
3: Thanks for referring to us as professionals. Uh, I think that Stu or Rick have some more texts. Rick's got one.
0: i got five. After you, sir. Scott Anderson's asking. He says, I'm curious why dealers are allowed to false advertise without any repercussions. My local Toyota dealer advertises no-cost free maintenance for four years, but clearly on the window sticker it has a charge for $699 for extended service oil changes and rotations for two years. So it's being charged, but is advertised as no cost, which is a lie. Uh, What is the name of the uh, texter? Uh, Scott Anderson from YouTube.
1: Scott Anderson, uh, uh, if you would send us that advertisement, uh, I would send it to the Attorney General.
2: I think there's a confusion. It sounds like he's talking about a Toyota, and there's two things. There's Toyota Care which comes from the manufacturer Toyota. Oh. And that's and that's and they refer to it as no cost maintenance. Yeah. Then there's Toyota Guard, which is cost maintenance. You're paying for it yeah. and but you're getting it's almost like getting a very expensive maintenance thing.
1: Well that's an interesting point though, because there is a charge and they're saying free maintenance, but on the Toyo Guard is on the window mm-hmm. for six hundred ninety-nine dollars, and he's saying, "And then you're advertising free maintenance. How can it be free if they're charging six hundred ninety-nine dollars?" I think they're Which trying to I they're think muddy is in the waters. Point. Yeah, they're yeah.
2: they're blurring the lines there between this Toyo Guard. I think, and I think to, it's, the, it's the more than cafe. a blur. I think it's. Well, a, I mean, intentional blur. Yeah, yeah.
1: I, I think it's a falsification yeah. of advertising, and I think uh, I, I think what's going on, Scott, is the fact that virtually all Toyota dealers in the Southeast United States have ToyoGuard on their cars. They buy that from Southeast Toyota, and Toyota, Southeast Toyota provides that free maintenance for the last two years. Mm-hmm. Uh, Toyota Motor Sales, the mm-hmm. manufacturer, provides it for the first two years. So Toyota Motor Sales doesn't have anything on their MSRP that charges you for that. No. It's included in the invoice and the MSRP. But Toyota... Southeast Toyota is charging right. you, they're charging the dealer, the dealer's charging, passing the charge along to you, mm-hmm. and he is advertising free, and he's wrong.
2: Here's how you handle that. You demand a car without Toyota Guard, or at the very least, only pay their cost for the toy Guard, and I'm, I tell you, it's $224.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But oh, that's a that uh, that's I'm gonna Scott. I hope you can contact me, Scott Anderson. I'd love to see that particular advertisement, Scott Anderson. If you could email or text or call or whatever, mail it to me snail mail. Love to see that advertisement, Scott Anderson. Okay, thanks. okay. Just a
2: quick comment. Uh, we were talking about BMWs. Uh, this is from Robbie and Stewart. It says I've had years and years experience with new BMW and Mercedes-Benz. After the warranty, hold on to your wallet. BMW, big money works, is the worst. And then add add to that the terrible resale and depreciation. Thank you, Robbie. Uh, Earl has a uh, prejudice I against BMWs. I like
1: BMWs. <laughs> I just don't like the people that drive them. <laughs> uh no, We uh-oh. love the people that drive. <laughs> no, we don't, we don't they like love, They drive too fast. They're crazy. <laughs> they drive too fast, I'm just telling
2: you. Okay. Has anybody seen you drive? <laughs>
1: Well, I'm a, I have a problem. I, ne- I have a mental problem about the way I drive. I realize Ladies that. Ladies and okay.
3: gentlemen, uh, we just heard some breaking news. Uh, <laughs> w- would you care to elaborate gotta on that? we got
2: to yeah, move we, longer. Yeah, we're coming up. All right, so uh, good morning, Earl. Um, this is from Phil. Good morning, Earl. My wife parked under a pine tree and there's sap on the car. What would you recommend to remove? Great program on April 25th. Thank you for your help to us
0: seniors. That's from Phil. Uh,
1: do you know what uh, you can remove pine sap with?
0: I'm looking up right now. Baby oil? No, I'm. I'm I, don't know. I don't know. That's. A, and a, ladies
3: and
1: gentlemen, a, while we're, while do we're googling want, that, we'll yeah, move well. on yeah. to the next text.
2: Okay. Uh, enjoyed your seminar Thursday, and even though I didn't meet you in person, I wanted to be there to support your radio show. Thank you so much for your copy of uh, for my copy of Confessions. I especially enjoyed the old photos at Stort Pontiac. I was in my teens during the '60s and spent a lot of my time. Uh, they're drooling over your Pontiacs and still love those 60s cars today. I own a 65 GTO. Mm. I also love Toyotas. Uh, my daily driver is a Tundra. You don't know me, but I feel a very strong bond to you and your family. Keep up the good work uh, that you do, and I look forward to a personal handshake in the future. Thank you. That's well, really thank nice. Thank you. That was a beautiful
1: text. And I just want to say, Confessions she refers to as Confessions of a Recovered Car Dealer. You can buy this on Amazon of the proceeds go to Big Dog Ranch Rescue. Confessions of a recovering car dealer available on Amazon. 100% of the proceeds, once you pay for it, goes to Big Dog Ranch Rescue, the largest no-kill shelter in Florida. Where's the bark? Sorry, sir. Okay, uh, Stephen.
2: Thank you. (laughs) Stephen on Facebook said a question for do-it-yourselfers. The oil filter in one of my cars goes in upside down. It leaks all over when removed. Is it possible to punch a hole in it to allow the oil to drain before removing it? Mm-hmm. Would a vent hole let the oil filter drain before the filter is fully
0: removed? Mr. Kearney. It will let it drain some. I'm curious as to, to which, what model of car that is because my own personal Tacoma, the filter sits technically upside down. But they gave a nice little drain tube at the bottom of the ho- the housing that holds yeah. it. we got to move so along so I quickly. So put a bottle under there. Quickly
1: here. We're, uh, but,
0: yeah, try, try popping a hole in the top of that filter and let it drain for a few minutes back into the engine. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sounds good to me.
2: Uh, Guy, who is in Ottawa, Canada, uh, says, What do you think of stop-and-go technology, and what effect does this technology have on the durability of
1: starters? We don't like it, Scott. It's uh, something we think was a mistake. The manufacturers, he's referring to you pull up to a stoplight and the engine on, it goes off. And then it starts again when you depress the accelerator. It's a bad deal. Manufacturers also <coughs> decide it's a bad deal. Feels and weird, And pretty too. soon they won't be around anymore.
2: Okay. Next. And the last one is just a comment answering on the question of the sap in the hood. And um, I will read them. I'm not necessarily endorsing them. Bug spray. Mm. uh, contains
0: petroleum, distillates, or WD-40, same reason. Mm. Uh, My advice, I would YouTube it. Check on YouTube and find products in the local auto parts stores. Uh, I I think with a little bit of research, you'll find some very good products that are specifically designed for tree sap. Sounds good. Uh, For Scott Anderson, which email address would you like him to send that info to?
1: Uh, Earl at ESToyota.com. Okay. Or Earl at... EarlOnCars.com.
3: And uh, Um, ladies and gentlemen, just a heads up on the mailers that are, uh, you know, they're... is there a certain time of the year that they send these mailers out? No, all year at? long. I mean, th- it's insane how many mailers uh, was brought to my attention all uh, year during long. the seminar. So beware, ladies and gentlemen. It is simply a ploy to get you in the door. Uh, it's, uh, it, it don't believe anything that you read. And, John, thank you so much for sending me this important mailer from Treasure Coast. That's uh, Treasure Coast Toyota.
1: Okay, where are we now? We at the Mystery Shopping Report? It is time for the Mystery Shopping Okay, room. let's do that. We can come back to text. You can send us text, uh, and we'll try to get to them if we can get through this Mystery Shopping Report, which is arguably the most important part of the show, at least uh, certainly the most entertaining, at least for us, <laughs> and we hope you enjoy it too. Mystery Shop of Mazda of Palm Beach. They're on North Lake Boulevard in North Palm Beach. According to the credit reporting agency Experian, the average car payment in the U.S. in 2018 was 530 bucks. I had no idea. I'm shocked. Yeah. 530 average. Yeah. Wow. I, I would have guessed 350 or something. Yeah. Like I would too. That's a lot of money. As a matter of fact, the average payment of 530 is at a historical high. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, a number of people are making a record number of people are making car payments in 2017. 107 million people had autodent. That's 43% of the adult population. Now, it didn't surprise me. I thought more than 43%, but that's a lot of people. Well, not everybody yeah. has a car. Exactly. Everybody doesn't have a car. seems like they do, but it's this situation. And I love this uh, research that was done in this case. It's this situation. Was that you or Josh? That that's, you? All I mean. that's, that's all, all me. That's all me. Josh gets no credit for that. That is excellent. Josh, if you're <laughs> listening, you got nothing on me. You got nothing, right? <laughs> Is this situation that makes car payment advertising so hard for people to resist? Any car dealer, car dealers know how seductive advertising extremely low payment can be. And by the way, the manufacturers do the same damn thing. Oh, yeah. They come in with a low payment, low payment. You don't see a $530 payment. That's where the average (laughs) is. Who's going to call on that? Exactly. With tens of millions of Americans paying over $500 a month on car payments, wouldn't an offer of $199 per month sound pretty good? Mm-hmm. You hear that a lot, don't you? How about $99 even month? Even better. That even sounds Ooh. better. Whoa! 69 No! Yes! $69 <laughs> per month. That's what Mazda of Palm Beach on North Lake Boulevard is offering on their web- website. Now, I would have to say this, and this is me. Show them that ad, by the way. Yeah. If you said to me... I'm going to sell you a car for $69 a month, I would say, you're, you're, just, you're, li- you're making a joke. Yeah. Where, can you, where can you possibly find a $69 per month car payment? I think they went too low, but you know, there are people out there, victims. Why,
2: why don't they do a dollar a month? I mean, come yeah, on. Let's yeah. take it to the yeah. absurd.
1: Anyway, that's, that's what it is. is. I'm mean, Folks, if it's too good to be true, you've heard the old saying, and it, it's not true. There's no free lunch. You got a lot of cliches out there that say you should ignore uh, something like a $69 per month, but that's what Mazda Palm Beach did. You saw, I just showed it to you on YouTube. The offer was for a 2018 Mazda 3 sedan, and Mazda Palm Beach still has quite a few leftover 2018 models. Stu counted them. Yep. There's 38 of them. Yeah. Uh, be careful. We had a question of the seminar the other day that Nancy and Rick and I did in uh, West Palm Beach. And one person was uh, had bought a 2018 car recently. And I've seen cases where they'd be advertising, and they probably are, 2017. You know, technically, you could advertise a 1937 car today as a new car. That's true. Because the definition legally of a new car is... Manufacturer certificate of origin is the car ever been titled? Mm-hmm. If the car hasn't been sold and titled, it's new. you could call it a new car. It doesn't make any difference how old it it is. Now that's a good law, right? A new car <laughs> can be as old as you want it to be. That's true. Other than the title.
2: As an experiment, I'm gonna I'm gonna sequester one car. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll, and then we'll sell it ten years from now. So
1: it'll probably be <laughs> worth more. It'll be a title. Exactly. <laughs> Low mileage. Okay. The payment of $69 was prominently featured in large, bold type, and next to it in much smaller typeface was lease for, say, 36 months. I looked at it, and though my first glance, yeah, I thought it was a monthly payment. We down below was some fine print disclaimer language in an extremely tiny, light gray font. It was difficult to read, but by enlarging it on our computer, we could make it out. Now, I'm going to show you. Uh, th- there, there it is there. Point to the light gray. Uh, This, it looks like a little shadow. It looks like a smudge. (laughs) It looks right. I thought it was a smudge. It looks like
2: a little effect that makes it look like it's... it's, uh, What a joke. And it's legal. uh, Those are words.
1: They say it's legal. You can't read it. We blew it up, and here's what it says. INC for include all costs to be paid by consumer except tax, tags, and dealer fees, which are additional and may be due upon lease signing, with tier one credit approval, that means you've got to have squeaky clean, excellent credit, and include all incentives. See dealer. Uh, you know, that's 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 like we're not even going to do fine print, just see the dealer. Right. And he won't know, and he won't tell you anyway. Uh, lease closed in, and based on terms above, requires due at exceptions. $5,996 Ouch. down payment. Ouch. Yeah. First month payment. Uh, zero security, they throw that in there. I guess there's not security repos- deposits ever. Uh, I, I, never, anymore. I never see it used that. Used to be in any, the old days. All the time. And then there's a $595 bank fee, which is added, and usually, correct me if I'm wrong, Stu, the payment should include the I, I, inception fee. I, I think that they're saying that the
2: 5996 down payment includes that, the first payment, and the, and the bank, fee. bank fee. And then the other stuff is additional.
1: 95, uh We found the catch a whopping 59.96, five thousand nine hundred ninety-six dollar down payment was needed to get the advertised monthly payment. It also appears this down payment did not include the sales tax on the down payment, which was three hundred sixty dollars, uh, or you know, three hundred sixty dollars, or dealer fees, at least a thousand. This means the total customer would have to come up with would be well over seven thousand dollars now you can buy a car for seven thousand dollars and you're thinking i'm going to get this car for 69 dollars a month that's with a seven thousand dollar out of the pocket cost right we sent an agent thunder to investigate here's a report i'm agent thunder I'm not Agent Thunder. I'm speaking as if I were Agent Thunder. I walked into the showroom around two p.m. I'm sorry. I just I, I just thought of
2: something. If you take the seven thousand dollars of asking down divide it up over thirty-six months, that is uh, one hundred ninety-four dollars. So mentally, you're really doing two hundred
1: sixty-nine dollars a month, and not so anyway. Yeah, it's criminal. One way to look at it. It is criminal. Uh, and I'll tell you, I'll, 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 we got a little bit of time. I'm going to say this. Uh, The fine print, I said earlier, and I alluded to make it legal. Actually, the fine print doesn't make it legal because the Federal Trade Commission, which is a, a legal entity, says that anything that you change the payment or price of a product with, doesn't have to be a car, has to be displayed conspicuously and clearly next to the price or the payment. And so that's a violation. This advertisement violates the Federal Trade Commission's laws. So fine print often violates laws, but the people don't know about it, people don't care about it, the regulators don't enforce it. As I were Agent Thunder, I walked into the showroom around 2 p.m. Right away I was greeted by a salesman named Todd. Todd was energetic, looked happy to see me, kind of like your dog when you come home, (laughs) wagging his tail. He asked what brought me in. I said it was an offer on their website. I told him my story. My wife recently stopped working uh, to homeschool our kids. Agent Thunder is a millennial, and, you know, this is a millennial thing, homeschooling. Uh, I I like his ingenuity when he comes up with... uh, this story. This meant we were down to a one-income family and needed a really affordable payment to make ends meet. I said I was leery of buying a used car, but I didn't think I could afford the payment on a new one. So I was really excited to see their offer of $69 a month for a brand new Mazda. Todd looked grim.
2: (laughs) He stopped back. He stopped wagging his tail. (laughs)
1: Todd Todd looked grim. Yeah, I'm here for the $69 a month payment. And this, tucked, like a deer in the headlights, he tucked and, his tail and, between his legs. And salespeople, <laughs> a lot of them are good guys and good gals, and they work for bad people, and they're out there to make a living. And they say to themselves, "Why do you put these ads in the paper? It is so embarrassing that I have to lie to these people." And that was Todd looking grim. I think I think Todd was just afraid. The deer and the headlights. Here we go. I asked him what's wrong. Did the offer expire? He said it hadn't expired, but it was very hard to get to that payment. I told him I was confused and asked, why do they advertise it if it's impossible to do? Todd said, nothing's impossible with some money down. I guess Todd's right. If you've got enough money, virtually nothing is impossible. But you can't buy love with money. I don't want
0: to go there. Rick's got his hand up. If you've got $150,000 down, you can get a Lamborghini for $69 a month, (laughs) That's exactly right. (laughs) I said that I hadn't planned
1: to put a lot of money down. I had savings, but didn't want to tap into it unless I had to. I asked him how much money he was talking about. Todd said we should put off the conversation because he was unsure if the (laughs) advertised car was still available. (laughs) Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Oh, man. He offered some water and asked. He didn't even give a Coke or a, a beer. And he offered water and asked uh, me to wait for him to check in to see if it was in stock. When he returned, he said he had bad news. Surprise, surprise, surprise. The car was not in stock. He also said he believes it has been there for quite a while. So it was there for quite a while. Well, so yeah, no, it hadn't been there for, I quite, a been there for yeah. quite a while. It hadn't been there for quite a while. That's confessing. Yeah. And,
2: and by the way, I didn't include this in there because there's too many details, but he said he also told him it was the base model with like nothing on it, yeah. it was, it was yeah. not a desirable I thought. mean, just
1: the classic evil bait-and-switch. It'll be interesting, and we did this before with Grico when they owned the dealership. Uh, I'm not sure of the new owner's name. They ran a bait-and-switch car, the same car, for weeks, and we kept talking about it on the radio show yeah. and they still have the bait and switch car and, and,
2: and it was and they're also their other locations were other advertising locations, yeah they were all like four stores are advertising the same exactly car.
1: they were all advertising the same bait and switch car that didn't exist <laughs> didn't exist uh, fortunately todd had a plan he said he had another car in mind for me he suggested a cx3 it was a hatchback but it was only a little more than the monster three he said a little more and it had a good lease program we found the car, 2019 CX-3 in Metallic Gray. Todd went through the whole presentation, demonstration thing. We took it for a test drive. Back at the dealership, Todd, Todd ran a trial close. You know, this is what car dealers, salespeople people. If I call. could, would you? Yeah, 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 just say. test them. Test the water. Are they ready to buy? You do the trial close. Uh, so uh, he said, uh, I asked, he asked me if all the numbers look right to me, would I make a deal today? I said, I would. He reminded me that we weren't talking about a $69 a month payment anymore. I said, I was aware of that. And he asked if we were still okay. And he said, we're still okay. Uh, Todd offered me a seat at his desk, uh, left to speak to his manager. Here we game playing again. He returned with a payment of $161 with $6,000 down. So I came in for $69 down payment and no down and i'm now talking about 161 with six thousand dollars down this is for 36 months lease with a 10,000 miles allowed per year i told todd that was too much todd asked me what was too much the monthly payment or the down payment i said the down payment was too much i said i'd already accepted the fact accepted the fact i wasn't getting a 69 dollars payment and as long as i was below 200 <coughs> I would do the deal. Todd went to get Dave, the manager. Dave had a lease worksheet that he put on the desk between us. It had a lease payment grid that illustrated what my payment would be with different down payments. He pointed at the one in the middle. He said, with $5,000 down, I could be at $191 a month. So now I'm up from 69 to 191 with $5,000 down. With a big down payment, yeah. Huge down payment. I told him uh, what I told Todd. I had savings but I'd rather not use it unless I had to. I asked them to excuse me while I called to ask my wife. Walked across the showroom, pretending to call from my phone. I returned to Todd and Dave and said they had a deal. I picked up the worksheet so that we would be right back uh, that night. I would be back that night with my wife. This appeared to surprise them. I'm unclear if they were surprised. I can see why they were surprised. <laughs> you, really? <laughs> he doesn't look like that big a sucker. He said he was going to buy. He'll be back. You're talking be about back. De- yeah. deer in the headlights. Oh? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, anyway, this is classic bait and switch. Uh, it reminds me, uh, and I, got, I mentioned this earlier, of uh, the previous owner of Monster Palm Beach, Greco, do a lot of bait and switch. I mentioned to Nancy in the car on the way uh, to the radio station that I think distressed uh, car's like Mazda. Mazda has a hard time selling cars and most Mazda dealers struggle and they get a little bit more desperate. Clearly this Mazda dealership is very desperate in the way advertised. Broke a lot of rules, a lot of laws, and uh, they uh, are pretty obviously uh, desperate to together. So we can we can uh, go ahead and grade this store, uh, this dealership, uh, with your post on Facebook, YouTube, Uh, Or text, or however you want to do it. And uh, we will put them either on our recommend dealer list or our do not buy from this dealer list. Uh, We can start with uh, Rick. You want to go ahead and put a score on
0: this? uh, uh, (laughs) You're struggling. How could you struggle with this one? I I just got to give it the F. I mean, I I can't even give a curve on this. It's an F. It was total bait (laughs)
1: and switch. Yes. He, they, There were no rules they didn't break, I, I can see. Uh, I don't even have to ask the Black Widow, Nancy. Nancy, what do you think about this?
3: Well, I think that uh, greedy people lack empathy. And I think that these greedy thieves deserve an F.
2: There you go. <laughs> well, I'll start with our uh, our listeners and viewers. We have some coming in from text and on Facebook. Linda, I knew what she was going to say. <laughs> she Big fat F. For lying too much. Then we have some text here. John gives them an F. Deanna gives them, wow, an F. And Allison gives them an F. And this was just some old school, this was an old school mystery shop. Mm-hmm. And they get an F from me too. You
1: know, interestingly, um, we have been sued by and then no, we haven't been sued. We've been threatened with we've a been, lawsuit. We've been warned. We've been warned by an attorney. Our attorney wrote their attorney back. And the letter, I wish I'd have brought it with me. But it basically the letter said, oh, okay. Uh Christian uh, Dorisman Doris Esquire, that's uhwleachon uh, Dear Mr. Dorseman, I've been provided with your correspondence by April 9, 2019, addressed to Earl Stewart. In response to your correspondence, Mr. Stewart stands by the accuracy of the statements he made in the radio broadcast and subsequent YouTube video of approximately one year ago entitled Mystery Shopping Report, off-lease only. Mr. Stewart stated in the March 2018 radio broadcast that Carfax Report did advise for the Takata recall. Mr. Stewart's broadcast accurately stated that while the recall was referenced to the Carfax Report, the salesman advised the mystery shopper that there were no safety issues with the subject vehicle further contrary to the statement of your correspondence mr stewart did in fact as he does for every broadcast disclose that he is an automobile dealer please note that off Lease only is referred to as one of mr stewart's recommended dealers on his good dealer bad dealer list sincerely gary dunkel who's our attorney so once again We hope we don't get sued. off only might sue us, but the fact of the matter is, the truth is a perfect defense against Libel and Sanders. So as long as we tell the truth, as we have with Palm Beach Mazda, or is that Mazda Palm Beach? Mazda. Either way, Mazda Palm Beach. We're telling the truth, and they did some things that were deceptive. Yeah,
2: and and we'd and we'd, be, we'd be happy to have that d- argument on the record in public in a we'd public love, form and, well, <laughs> know, forum. Because we
1: would ask for a jury trial. <laughs> right, we would want a jury trial, and we would want a videoed jury trial. Yes, and we would YouTube it live TV. Maybe we can get Judge Lance Ito to preside. Exactly. So we've got a couple of minutes to go, maybe one yeah. minute. Oh, yeah, we. Now. And uh, I think we had a pretty good show today.
3: We had a fantastic show, and ladies and gel- gentlemen, remember—I think uh, Stu can bring you up to speed as to where you can find a tool for an honest price, a car de- from a car dealer at last. And you said that.
2: Just go on to EarlOnCars.com, oh, and, we, okay. and we have important links in the top one. Says the out- download the out the door form, it's really and it's a,
3: it's a beauty. Just you, click. You download this baby, take it with you. And I'm sure you will get a lot of attention. Yeah. This is Nancy Stewart reminding you that uh, we will be back right here next week. And uh, we're looking forward to talking to all of you. Thank you all for joining in. You're a very important part of the show. Have a great weekend, everyone. Thank you.